everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of Winners and Winers Radio. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we make up Winners and Winers Radio. Give us an hour, and we'll give you the winners. That's exactly what we're here for. Scott, how'd your Monday go? Overall, decent. I ended up losing my play of the day on a team total of two and a half for the Giants. I knew the wind was blowing in, but it took away a decent amount of home runs. I could have used a couple of those, but either way, I know we had a play together, which fared pretty well. Yep. So I basically broke even. Worked you- out. Worked out okay. Uh, yeah, not so good. We I, I had one of my premiums was the over two and a half as well. Love that play. Beat such a big line move on that. Oh, too. oh yeah, and yeah, an impossibly big line move. It was you know, hundred percent the right play. I'd played again, just didn't work out. And had the Baltimore Ravens minus the points. And, of course, we all know how that ended up. Baltimore played absolutely no defense for about, mm, what, two and a half quarters before they finally woke up and decided to stop letting Jonathan Taylor go for, you know, 50 yards at a clip every time he touched the ball. At least that's the way it seemed. No, I know. I went I to the Colts in that game for no reason besides the fact that primetime games have been close. <laughs> it's kind of the main logic I had. No, I, I just thought the Colts would do enough to play keep away. And that really didn't even happen. They just had a couple of big play touchdowns. Yeah, no, it, 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 yeah, it's not. And, you know, I just, it's kind of the way, for the most part, Baltimore stopped them. They just couldn't yeah. stop. They couldn't. It was, it was the most frustrating game to watch because they couldn't keep from giving up the big play. Yeah, Colts had the 70-something-yard touchdown for Taylor, and then Pittman mosses about three guys for a touchdown. And you had one defensive touchdown that was called back, but it was still a 60-something-yard return on right. Lamar Jackson's fumble at the one-yard line. Right. They scored anyway, but every drive they had was just one big play or starting the drive at around midfield. Right. And of course, my play of the day on the on the free side on the YouTube was the under. And I believe we, we have our own we're going to talk, talk about that. We have our own special segment for that particular play. So yeah, that's about how my that's about how my day went. So you know what? All in all in all though, still better day than John Gruden. So <laughs> true. Oh my goodness. All right. So let's get rolling, man. Let's uh, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk a little college football. We're going to talk a little. What's the one with the black rubber thing and the sticks? What do you call? What do you call that? Uh, hockey. Hockey. That's right. Hockey kicks off tonight, so we're we're pretty excited about that. I guess hockey doesn't actually kick off. It drops, it drops tonight. Off. Yeah, sure. There you go. It drops off. It drops off tonight. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. The Kraken. They're going to release the Kraken tonight, Scott. Well, uh, technically. Games, it's not a home game, so they're not going to fully release the Kraken, but I don't know if the Kraken can travel or not. They're playing. The Kraken's playing in Vegas, so... It's gambling. The Kraken, you know, found some water slots or something. You uh, you like the Kraken's chances? You like the way they filled out their team? You know, we, we really didn't talk much. You know, we usually talk preseason stuff. We didn't talk any preseason hockey. I, know I believe we mentioned briefly right after the expansion draft my thoughts on the team. We didn't really cover free agency. I think they're making the playoffs. Is that right? They are in such an awful division. Their division is so bad that now, I think they're actually going to make the playoffs. Now review they're with they're with the Kings and Arizona. Who else? Their division is let's just say. See, I don't even know it, but just by the fact you're saying how bad it is, I'm just they're guessing with the, the Ducks teams. as well. The, the Ducks, Ducks of course. Yep. But you're looking at the teams and how you're going to break down because they now do the actual division thing instead of one through eight. So they're in the Pacific. Your division, hear me out here. You got Edmonton, decent. Yeah. You got Vegas, very good. 
And Calgary, meh, not great. Same thing with Vancouver, pretty good, whatever. Other than that, you have the Kings, awful. Sharks, awful. Ducks, awful. Yeah, so they joined the league, and they're already the fourth worst team in their division. So you've got which the- means that you do the math on that one. They got a shot. So you've got the, you've got the Flames, the Knights, and the Oilers. Yeah, I'm assuming that the Flames. Well, the Flames might have a bit of a down year because I don't really like what they did during the off season at all. But the point is that no matter what, they should finish ahead of the Sharks. They should finish ahead of the Kings, and they should finish ahead of Anaheim. So if you think they're better than Calgary, that means you think that they are already basically a top three, top four team in the division. And remind everybody how the playoffs work, who, who qualifies, how does it get seated, and just give everybody so you get a the quick, top quick, quick uh, three teams from each division. Okay, and then you have the two wild cards. So the best records that are not part of the top three in each division get the spot. So a total of 14 teams make the postseason. Is that what you're saying? No, it's a total of 16 teams. You've got, you've got, wait a minute, you got four divisions. You get three from each division. Okay. So you get six from each conference, and then you have the two wild card spots. Wait, wait, wait. You said, say that again. So each conference has two separate divisions. You get three oh, you've from got, each division. You got four divisions. You get three from each, that's 12. Yeah. Okay, and, and then, then you get two wild cards from each conference. Oh, from each conference. I thought you said two yeah. wild cards total. Okay. No, so I'm saying that's... for the Western Conference. Okay. All so right. I actually think the Kraken got a shot to make the playoffs. Okay, very good. And but they they inherited such an easy division. Got any kind of odds on them? Uh, I can check. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what. We can talk about that when we get into hockey later. But I'll look that up. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll uh, we'll take a look at the at the hockey odds. Give us some of your some of your leans and everything. We've kind of we've kind of undersold hockey, so we'll uh, we'll play a little catch up there and. Uh, We'll make up for that maybe later in the show, but we'll see. There you go. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a, a lot to get to, of course. So let's get her rolling, Scott. Let's find out. Even though there wasn't many games, there was still plenty of uh, plenty of stealing, my friend. Plenty of people that thought they had a winner. <clears throat> I'm not going to mention any names, but one of them might be sitting in the chair right here. And right up until the time that they didn't, Scott, you know who you are. You know who we are. <laughs> uh, there's only one thing you can do when somebody steals from you. Man, call the cops, would you? All right, well, let's uh, let's start it off with the Colts-Ravens under 47. Hmm. If you had that, like me and probably a few of the viewers had as well, you were sitting really pretty. You were 13 points at the first half. Scored 18 in the third quarter. Not ideal, but you can still take two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and come out on the right side of it. You figure, you know what? We're still we're still 50-50 here. I don't know what the live line would have been. You'd have probably been right in the ballpark, but no. The Ravens, Scott, they never say die, those Ravens, and they ended up scoring a touchdown with 45 seconds left to put it over. They added on the two-point conversion, of course, and then won it in overtime, but as of... I don't know, a few years ago, they no longer kick the extra point if it's irrelevant in overtime. And it was, and they didn't. Game ends 31-25. Congratulations if you had the uh, uh, under 47 in the Colts-Raven game. You were good. You were good. And then you weren't. Call the cops. So the second one was, it's going to be a couple of, uh, some overlap here because it's still on the same game. Mm -hmm. You had the Colts money line at plus 290. You led by 19 points with one minute left in the third quarter. You had a field blocked that would have put you up two possessions with less than five minutes to go. You even got the ball back after the Ravens tied it in field goal range with a shot to win it. And the kicker missed. And then you lose the coin toss. That's all she wrote. 
Ravens went down and scored a touchdown. You lose the game. Oh, uh, overtime in the NFL. Still ridiculous. Blackenship also missed an extra point, by the way. So he had a field goal blocked, missed the game winner, and he missed an extra point. So not a great night for Rodrigo. Slightly worse than Mason Crosby's. Mm, still better. Still better than Gruden. Yeah, still better than Gruden. There he still go. has a job, so that counts. Yeah, the Pistons Grizzlies over two twenty one and a half. A little preseason NBA. Needed 49 points in the fourth quarter. That doesn't sound like a lot in an NBA game, Scott, especially with a total of 221. Um, and you you had 47 with uh, two minutes and 10 seconds left. Or you had 45, rather. And uh, what'd you get? You got two points in the last two minutes and 10 seconds. The game landed 219. Congratulations, everybody. If you had the over 221 and a half, they only decided to play 46 minutes tonight instead of 48. And that means you are left there with your phone in your hand, and it's time to call the cops. I'm pretty sure that both times we've mentioned a preseason game in the NBA with a, like two points in the final two minutes. Uh-huh. I think the Grizzlies were involved in both. Yes, they were both. They were both Grizzly victories, Scott. Yep. All right. Well, the opposite of call the cops. These are the people that were in great shape all night long. You know who you are. You were just sitting fat and happy as you relaxed in the rocking chair. So, the first one was in the football game. If you had the Colts' money line, it was a bad beat. However, if you had the Colts' plus seven, that was a rocking chair because at no point in the game were you ever not covering. They never trailed in regulation, gave up the touchdown first. Who cares? No extra point. They lost by six. We talked We talked about this right before the show started, Scott. The uh, Justin Tucker had a very odd evening. The uh, Baltimore Ravens put up 31 points. Justin Tucker attempted no extra points. Yep. Very, very bizarre. I, w- I would like to know if uh, somebody out there from the Elias Sports Bureau is listening. We'd like to, I'd like to know when the last time that happened was because I thought that was really unusual. Hey, if you had Jonathan Taylor, not to be confused with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the cute kid from Home Improvement, if you had Jonathan Taylor over 13 and a half receiving yards, man, they don't get a lot easier than that. Uh, about 12 minutes left in the game through a little swing pass. And no, so about three minutes into the game. Or I say three minutes left. I said, like, yeah, three minutes into the game. Sorry. Uh, threw a little swing pass to the left. Had a couple of nice blocks. Hit the hole. Never looked back. All the way gone. 76 yards. If you had over 13 and a half yards. Uh, yeah, about uh, about 62 yards back. You won your bet. Congratulations. You were sitting in the rocking chair. I got to assume that was the easiest rocking chair of the night when you only have to watch two minutes and one second in yeah order for you to cash your bet yeah you can ca- you can catch up on your on your netflix binge and stuff yep and the last one was in preseason basketball if you had the jazz minus eight against the pelicans led by 17 at the half and won by 31 points so even an exhibition the jazz are going to kill the pelicans <laughs> the pelicans still suck mm-hmm. oh very good uh, what was the last show you binge scott you binge anything I caught up on Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, how was that? Yeah, are they still make very good. They're not making those anymore, are they? Uh, they're in the middle between season two and season three. Oh okay, very good. Uh, I just I just finished Cobra Kai, uh, yester- nice. yesterday. Yeah, wax on, wax off. Pretty, it's pretty cheesy. There's a lot of like '80s hype music, you know. Kind I heard of, it's pretty good though. It's 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 entertaining. It was. Uh, I'm just going through the list of all the Emmy nominees for comedy series, and then I'm going to do dramas. So mm-hmm. I start I started with Cobra Kai. All right, Scott. Well, let's find out, man. We kind of alluded to it just a little bit, a little, uh, a little foreshadowing, if you will. Chekhov's gun situation. 
We're going to find out who's wearing the golden sombrero. We're going to have to find some addresses because a lot of these guys are going to be hard to find now because I'm sure they're in seclusion. But they are wearing the golden the, the golden feed bag. I think I said the golden sombrero. I'm too used to watching that Dodgers game. I think half the team wore the golden sombrero tonight. Hey, let's find out who's donkey of the day, shall we? Scott, I have a question for you. What happened to kickers? What in the hell? Can you explain that to me? NFL kickers missed 16 field goals attempt, 15, 16 field goal attempts, and 13 extra points in week five. Mm-hmm. What now? Weather was pretty good for the most part, right? I mean, I mean there was a little bit of wind here and there. But the there wind was... in the Green Bay game didn't help, but when the Patriots and Texans have three touchdowns and all three extra points get missed. Yeah, was it, what was, yeah, it was started, 12 to 6? You start to have some questions. It was 12 to 6. You're like, what, are, what, yep. what am I watching here? Mm-hmm. Um, is there, is this a trend? Is there, is, was just a, is this just a statistical aberration or is it just a one-time thing that they're going to be donkeys of the day? I don't know if it's a one-time thing because we've talked about how bad some kickers are throughout the last couple of years once they move the extra point back. So this is what the NFL wanted. They wanted chaos, and that's what they've gotten for kickers. And I'm fine with it. I don't have an issue with it. But when it comes to looking at why it happens, I'm not sure if kickers are aware of what's going on with some other games where you just look over and go, this guy missed a kick. This guy missed a kick. I hope I don't miss a kick. And then suddenly it all just – you know, it gets contagious, but yeah, kickers are a pretty inconsistent, uh, let's just say position group in the NFL. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're bad for the first couple of weeks. I didn't see many missed kicks for the first couple no, of weeks. No, we were talking about exploded. We were, week five. we were talking about the 66 yarder and everybody hitting the clutch kicks and Joseph missed that one kick for the Vikings against the Cardinals. I think that was basically it. At least that's what I mostly remember missed kick wise for yep. the first couple of weeks. And then everyone made up for lost time in week five. That debacle in Cincinnati, five five of them alone came in that game. Yeah. They were and they were like within whatever, six minutes of each other, eight minutes. And that's what the field just, goal It's not even including the extra points. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Just totally totally ridiculous. All right. So we'll keep an eye on you kickers. And of course uh, we mentioned that for Donkey today because it fits into the black and ship blank and ship missed field goals. Yeah. Normally pretty whatever, a pretty so. pretty solid kicker. Uh, yeah, I know he was dealing with a hip issue, so he was injured. He wasn't 100% going in. Right. But he missed a couple of field goals, one blocked, missed the extra point, which would have helped, of course. Yeah, didn't have a great night either. I can't understand anybody who's got good-looking glasses like that can't be hip. Just, I, I don't know either. Just saying. Looks like the Hanson brothers. <laughs> Oom, Bob, baby. Oh, no, the other Hanson brothers. The other one. <laughs> from from Slapshot. All right, so Scott, there's a lot to contend with today. A lot of disappointment out there, but... This one really stood out. Let's find out who's got who's got our attention today. I'm not mad, Scott. I'm just I don't know disappointed. All right, sir. At your so, leisure. For this one, we're going back to baseball. There's one team that is still alive, barely, but it has not played pretty well. That's the Milwaukee Brewers. And this team, we've roasted the offense all season long. I thought the pitching might be able to overcome it, and they're not officially out of it, but they have been shut out for the last two games. They lost yesterday 3 to nothing. Shout out Jock Peterson for the pinch of three-run home run. 
but you're a team with home field in a series. You've scored two runs in the first three games of the series combined. Can you get it together? Maybe bunt somebody over? Try something? I don't know. Uh, well, you got to have some guys on base first, so that is true. That would that would be helpful, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a weird situation. I I don't you know we knew the Brewers' offense was challenged. I thought the pitching would be good enough where they could score three to four runs a game and manage. They're yep. scoring zero. Yeah, if they were scoring three to four runs, they'd have been right in the game today. As they gave up, as they just had the. Uh, um, you, you put up a goose egg. It don't matter how good your pitching is, you know. Like we're, we're talking about guys on base. They went 0 for 8 with runs in scoring position. Yesterday. Yeah, that that hurts as well. So, um, yeah, no question, no question about it. So, we have to talk about it. We've alluded to it a little bit. The big news of the day, besides uh, you squeaking out a fantasy victory and me losing by point three of a point, has been John Gruden, and John Gruden now has the uh, same number of uh, head coaching jobs that we have, Scott. That is zero. On the bright side, though, it was a pretty big check. Because I'm sure he had a secret buyout clause in there. You think so? Yeah, if, but I he, think he had to. But he quit. I, I actually was curious what the story was with the resigning and all. I'm assuming to save face he resigned, but there's no way he's forfeiting like $70 million. They're definitely paying him. I'd have to assume something that, Texas would pay when they buy out a coach, for example. They're probably paying them, what do you think, like 20 out of the 70? What are you going to have? What are you going to tap the Raiders alumni? <laughs> I, I'm just curious what you think he's getting paid, but I think that it's very <laughs> unlikely Gruden voluntarily walked away from $70 million. Well, they could have fired him and given him nothing. So, yeah. I probably... I, I'm assuming, though, when the contract was made for 10 years, Gruden had some buyout clause put in there or yeah. some deal where if you get rid of me, you're paying me X. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So but... let's assume it's somewhere north of 10 million and call it a day. Okay. Which I think is fair. You agree? Um. Yeah, I think uh, probably in the eight figures. Yeah. Low yeah, eight somewhere figures, north of high, 10. high sevens. I, I don't know that I don't know that it's quite that much, but so the weird thing is it was a New York times investigation but it wasn't into John Gruden, Scott. Do you know what it was into? I have no idea. They were doing an investigation and expose on the Washington football team because there's been a couple of things that they've had come up. One of them being, um, well, there's well, that was a sexual harassment of cheerleaders and stuff like that. A little in, more in than sexual harassment. Like, you think of sexual harassment as making an inappropriate comment. Uh, maybe slipping a hand and patting a butt every once in a while, incredibly in a public bar or not, you know, that's the right. But this is a little beyond that. They had their cheerleaders pose topless mm. for a photo shoot. And then they sent the photos out to uh, various, first of all, they had uh, various suite holders in attendance during the photo shoot, all male, by the way. And then they sent out the photos to various people around the country, one of them being John Gruden. Because, you know, his brother worked for the uh, Washington football team at the time, the then Redskins. So that's how they discovered Gruden in his emails. So what what are we doing here? Some of the comments you 
read about Gruden and some of the things he said about various. Yeah, well, some of them, the original stuff and... was race related. Then it came out; it was also homophobic and misogynistic. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when you have the three strike uh, holy trinity of you know error name calling, you're going to get thrown out of your job, right? Well, yeah, I mean, he uh, and he was, you know, he criticized the uh, uh, Obama. He called uh, Biden a. Uh... I think the only thing people would agree with was his criticism of uh, Goodell, because I'm sure nobody actually likes Goodell. But he used some, let's just say, choice terminology that you should not be using. Well, I know he he, he referred to Joe Biden as a nervous, clueless pussy, and then used similar words words to de- to uh, describe Goodell and uh, yeah. Demuth. The Goodell one, I feel like, was one that people brushed over. Like that's terrible. That's terrible. That one's actually not that bad. Awful, awful. Like just going through the list because nobody likes Goodell. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, people are certainly split on Biden, um, but I don't think you're going to get much disagreement. See, if- maybe it's just me because I'm from like a different uh, generation. Uh huh. You're emailing insults to people. What? 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 what, what should you're not you? Not gonna like text somebody or something. You're emailing people. I can't believe in this day and age you're creating an electronic paper trail. I'm just trying to imagine somebody typing out insults to send somebody just to send to somebody else's company email. You know, I, I maybe because I'm just not from that generation, but that just seems like a really stupid thing to do. Let me tell you something. When I was doing stand-up, you would come up with jokes, current event stuff usually, and you knew that it was going to be controversial when you did it. So there had mm-hmm. to be... There had to be a level where you you knew this joke was just going to destroy, and it would overcome the queasiness about the material. It was it was high risk, high reward. All right, but for Gruden to send out these emails, there's no reward, all risk. You're sending out emails that you have to be smart enough to know if they you're get out, they're going to yeah, they're going to end your career about Biden via email. Well, sure. I mean, and that's interesting. And then the, again, that's not even as bad as that was. That's not even close to the worst. It just, of course, it's not close to the worst. I'm just saying he covered all the basis of like terrible conversations to have. Yeah. And he left the trail for everything. Yeah. Just let the, tra- I, I just don't understand how you're not smart enough not to, well, number one, not to do it. Even if you feel that way, there's plenty of, there's plenty of people that hold, Anti- antiquated racist views they just don't let everybody know via email good god on the on the bright side though at least he didn't have any plays in the playbook with any of those uh, ter- terms on it so it could have been worse as far as we know anyway as far as we know as far as we know that is true. <sighs> who's gonna be next coach uh well, they got the special teams guy doing it now Fun fact, by the way, Gruden to be first coach to leave or whatever. Really bad beat if you mm. admire, by the way. Mm. Mostly 10 to 1. Somebody on Twitter did send me a photo from two days ago that he got John Gruden at 50 to 1. And there was a date on the on the, on the the slip itself. Is that October 10th? Mm. I don't know. 50 I... to 1. And, Bovada, and according to that, Bovada paid him. Okay. Well, you know, it's on Twitter, so it's got to be true. But... Well, he sent me a photo of it, so I, I buy it. Okay. No, nobody could Photoshop anything like that. You could. I, I just don't think he's lying about it because Bovada's been known to have couldn't, some... Couldn't put a five where the, where the one Bovada's is. had some questionable long-shot odds in the past, so I've made a decent penny from Bovada stuff in the past. So, okay. yeah, I believed it. All right, very good. Um, 
By the way, just to reflect back to something completely unrelated. Sure, let's do it. The Kraken to make the playoffs is uh, minus 130. Okay. So they're actually favored to make the playoffs. Fantastic. Easy come, easy go on that Kraken plus money. Yep. All right. Well, sayonara, John. I hope you you made enough because you, you ain't working in football again. Or ESPN. No, no, there's, you don't, he's toxic. No chance. Do you think he would even get a high school job? No. No, no chance. nothing? No chance. Sorry. I don't, I don't know. No chance. Art Bryles ended up in Europe after he almost covered up a rape scandal in Baylor. He's still coaching. I don't know. So you think, so you asked me if Gruden could go coach football I'm in Belgium? I'm asking if he Belgium? could coach in some outskirts place in like, I don't know, random Iowa. No. You think he's just done? Yes. I don't think he needs the job. He'll just sit on his money anyway. No, I don't know. I don't know where you would go that parents wouldn't just create a huge, uh, a huge shitstorm. Especially African American parents, because you used racist terminology. Yeah, yeah. People. So you're misogynist, you're racist, and you hate Democrats. You're, and you're also homophobic. So you know that's the and whole you're, and you're homoph- terrible things to say. Yeah, you're you've you got a few friends, but you ain't got enough. Sorry. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just brutal. Just absolutely brutal. The, the whole cheerleader thing, that just, is, as a father of daughters, that just turns my stomach. And the father well, the of a, of thing a cheerleader, about, by the way. I said sexual harassment because I wasn't exactly sure what else to call it. Yeah. Besides, like, borderline forced, pro- I can't say prostitution, but it's... It, I would call it borderline sexual assault is what I would call okay. that. Well, um, either way, the point is, I didn't realize that's how the whole thing started with Gruden. Yeah, that's what the, the New York Times was doing an expose on the football team, and you know, the, the cluster that they got going over there. So good luck with that, by the way. I don't and know. Yeah, Washington still is the same owner. How long can that last? I thought he, he passed passed over responsibility to his wife, I believe, yeah. or his whatever. Sure. So who knows? Uh, 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 uh. And I really like his pretzels, the Snyders. Oh, those are good. I think the NFL is just one of those organizations that will really just turn the cheek unless somebody gets caught. And then all of a sudden they spring into action when the writing's been on the wall for a couple or whatever. Is this you is know? is there more to come? Because we, we, we and something we didn't talk about was the uh, the women the women's soccer league situation where they basically shut down, yeah, uh, in protest of of the uh, the sexual intimidation and the allegations that are going on there. What what in the but hell? If you, but that goes back to my point where most organizations will try to brush it aside. And then once everything hits the fan, then all of a sudden seven different things happen immediately. Yeah, I mean, what are, what are we doing here? What isn't? Have we learned nothing? Is Me Too meant nothing? Have our guys just still clueless, Scott? Well, I've mentioned in the past. I'm not going to get into the whole Me Too stuff, but I'm just going to say in general, people care about the bottom line, and the point is that organizations lack institutional control, which is a term used in college, but I'm going to use it here where you just try to keep everything afloat, no matter what goes on behind closed doors, put some duct tape on it, and hopefully it sticks. And it might temporarily, but in every single situation, it's very rare you look back at a commissioner, an owner, a player, anything like that, that has had personal issues, and it gets completely kept secret for their entire lives. At some point, something breaks. Yeah. So I don't know. It just it just it just seems crazy to me. It just it just does. Um, yeah, people are stupid. Uh, they are, and you know, I I would just assume that you know your generation, Scott. I thought you there was hope with you know you guys are getting out there. You're getting in charge more, and 
um, you know, for better for better or worse, it's certainly evolved, and I think the uh, younger kids uh, have evolved more than some of us older dinosaurs. Although, you know, if you're if you're a father with children, especially with daughters, and you don't understand why that's wrong, I, I got I got nothing for you. There's there's no me too. There's no hashtag. There's no explanation that's going to help you if you don't if you don't have a pit of disgust in your stomach when you when you hear shit like that. Well, especially since they didn't you. want to appear topless for the shoot for the photo no. shoot, they basically forced them to do it. No, and that's sometime we'll talk about. It. That's a horrible gig, by the way, being an NFL cheerleader. Let's talk some football. I th- okay, I, I don't think what I said was that hot of a take, but sure. Hey, Alabama lost. You excited about that? Uh, yeah. I didn't think Calzado was any good, so he proved me wrong there. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, we roasted hey, him Cam. again. Again, a, a big fan of the show, apparently, because we we they they learned young, Scott. We roasted him, and he went out and absolutely uh, stood on stood on his head. And they didn't wilt down the stretch. Did you, once Alabama woke up? Did you have any doubt in your mind they were coming back to win that game? No, I saw A and M punt a couple of times. I thought it was a wrap. I thought the punt recovery was game over, and then A and M took the following kickoff for a touchdown. Yep. And suddenly, I thought they had a shot at it. So you talked about it a little bit. What's the price on Alabama right now? Plus two forty. Uh two sixty. Two sixty. George is about even money. Is there value there? You can make an argument if you think they run the table. The issue is they have to beat Georgia in the SEC title game. Yep. If they lose two games, they're not getting in. Nope. If they beat Georgia in the SEC title game, do we have to see Alabama in the, in the playoffs again? Of course. If Bama loses only one game, they're, going, they're getting in. Okay. <sighs> Them and Georgia. If Georgia runs the table and loses to Bama in the title game, they're both getting in. Ohio State's undefeated. Cincinnati's undefeated. Ohio State is not undefeated. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. They lost to Oregon. That's right. I, I Oklahoma's forgot. still undefeated. Oklahoma's still undefeated. So Somehow. Talk about doing it with mirrors. Holy God. Um, who else undefeated that matters? Anybody? Um, I don't think anybody from the main So you So you've got, well, you've got, well, you've got uh, Iowa. Yeah, uh, they're going to end up having to cannibalize themselves with Michigan State, Michigan, or not. And Ohio State. So, so well, maybe they run the table there. So Iowa, Iowa wins the Big Ten. Oklahoma wins the Big Ten. Cincinnati remains undefeated. There's five teams. Alabama's got a loss. Georgia's got a loss. Who goes? Well, Georgia's guaranteed to get in if they get one loss. Because they made the conference title game, but they've been killing everybody. They're getting in no matter what. Bama would get in automatically if they win the conference title, too. Because they would beat Georgia, and Georgia would be number one, and yeah, they'd get in automatically too. So the other ones are, sorry, you said Iowa and Oklahoma go undefeated. Iowa, Oklahoma, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati's getting left out. They're number three right now. Doesn't matter. They, there's no chance they would get in over Oklahoma and Iowa. Burn it down if that. I happens. think you. I, th- I would want Cincinnati in it, but there's no chance they're taking an undefeated group of five over two undefeated Power 5 teams. That's just not happening. You sure? Yeah. Over a terrible Oklahoma team? Yeah, doesn't matter. Okay. Oklahoma goes undefeated. They win, They run the table. Who cares? Well, when do, when did they pass Cincinnati exactly in the polls? Uh, at some point, if Cincinnati ends up not facing another ranked team for, throughout the entire season. Well, they are. They got SMU. They need SMU. They play SMU next game or the game after? Game after, I believe. So if SMU loses, we'll see. But... I think at the end of the day, they're going to hold it against Cincinnati because Oklahoma has the ranked teams on the schedule, even though the Big 12 isn't very good. Who's Oklahoma have left that's ranked? That's what I just said for the Big 12. Uh, you can go through. 
Let me actually see what their schedule is right now. I don't I don't think no matter what they have a conference title game, so you're gonna be going up against a ranked team there. Mm, but not necessarily. Uh well they beat Texas. Yeah. TCU is not ranked, even mm. after the win against Tech. Mm, let me double check and see if they if they made it back. I don't I don't think so. I don't think they did either. No, they did not. No. Okay. So I think Iowa State will be ranked by the time they play. Like TCU's not even getting any votes. They play November 20th against Iowa State. I think Iowa State will be ranked at that point. Okay. Baylor has one loss, so maybe Baylor will be ranked. We'll see. Oklahoma State's ranked number 12 to end the year. Okay. And not to mention the conference title game. Yeah, that's so right. you're assuming minimum Oklahoma has two games against ranked teams left. Cincinnati has one. Assuming Cincinnati even stays undefeated. Well, right. Whoever Cincinnati plays in the conference title game is not going to be ranked. Well, right now the only ranked Big Twelve team other than uh other than Texas and Oklahoma is Oklahoma State. So Yeah. Yeah. It's... As of right now. But you know, we know the committee's not afraid to juggle things around. By the way, I think Iowa State will be ranked when they play. I don't see that. It's in November. So you got about five weeks for a resume. I think Iowa State will be in the By the way, Oklahoma State's still undefeated. I know and I know there's people out there going, wait, 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 what about the Cowboys? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure they can't I'm not sure they can't beat Oklahoma, Scott. They might be able to, but I I actually think Williams is just a different animal than Rantler. Okay. Well, we'll, you? Uh, I, I, agree. I, I think it's going to be a different team. Who starts this weekend? Rantler should transfer immediately. His bag should already be packed and sent to the airport. Do you think He's done. You think he is? The only chance he has of playing is if Williams gets injured. You or think... if they're up 60. Rantler's never going to see the field. And he shouldn't. Really? Of course not. So he you was go awful the whole year. You go from Heisman favorite. Well, the, yeah, he was originally. We both didn't like him. I understand, all. but you go, you go from preseason Heisman favorite to out of a job in six weeks. I think that sounds right. Huh? They weren't gonna they were gonna lose by twenty if Rattler stayed in the game. People were calling for him three weeks ago. He was awful. Um... Williams is a better quarterback. Accept it and move on. It's fine. It happened well, with JT Barrett getting injured. You had Cardell Jones who led them to the playoffs, and they won a title. You've had situations in the past. Well, for, you have to accept the fact that Williams is the guy. Well, and for the record, Lincoln Riley has said he has not made up his mind who's going to start. He's made up his mind. Okay. He's just not telling anybody. Okay. He knows. He's just trying to get the other team to prepare for both quarterbacks. There's a 0% chance Rattler's starting the game. Hmm. I don't think If that's... you were placing odds on who's starting, I'd put Rattler 12 to 1. I think that's insane. It, it's not. I'm telling you, you straight you, up. Williams is going to start. You can't. You can't. You can't take a guy's job that's supposedly that good. I am over one. Over he, one half. He's, of the, he's done. Okay. St- stick a fork in. Okay. Williams led one of the best comebacks, arguably in program history. He's keeping the job. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. You could be right. Um. Uh, it's not even could. I'm just telling you. You could be right. That's there's no when you, no I'm not you're not it's not a lock when the, when the coach I'm saying right here if Williams is not the starter next week yeah then Oklahoma is calling for the firing of of Lincoln Riley the fan base is going to riot if Rattler's the quarterback for the next week you th- you think Oklahoma turns on Rattler that quick yes hundred percent no they got better things to worry about they got to win titles Rattler's not getting them there okay it's a cold business but it is what it is. Yeah, I just, I just don't know. I, I just and Rattler's transferring during the offseason. I just don't think you lose your job in over in over half a game. 
I disagree. It happens in the NFL all the time. This ain't the NFL, baby. It's close. I'm, t- I'm telling you. Rat- and it doesn't happen in the NFL all the time, by the way. Usually for injury purposes. Right. It has happened for performance-based, but no. Williams is the guy. No one is no one has fallen that fast. That's like... I'm that, telling you what's happening. That's like after Mahomes' performance last night, you'd say, you know what? We're going we're gonna to bench Mahomes. No, because the backup didn't go for 30-something points in the second half and lead his team to a win. No, and that, it's a shame because I'm sure that would have happened. Just saying. Okay. So Cincinnati, do they have a shot, Scott? They're third right now in the country. Yeah, they have a shot. They just need a couple more things to go in their favor, which is really ridiculous because so many things have gone in their favor already. I still think the conference schedule is going to hurt them in terms of the eyes of the committee. Now, the committee might be listening to the noise, and they might start to say to themselves, we really can't keep a group of five out anymore. Because everyone's already rioting. Right. Like Coastal last year, you know, they tried. They they were burying them in BYU the whole season. But I think Cincinnati's the team where they're looking at and going, you know, we might have to let them in. But if you mention the scenario, which I think is not going to happen, where Iowa goes undefeated and uh, Oklahoma goes undefeated, I think they're going to jump Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati's getting in. Okay. I think the interesting situation – is if Iowa loses to Ohio State in the conference title game and Ohio State runs the table, does Ohio State jump Cincinnati? I think the answer is yes anyway. Depends on what they do with Michigan. Depends on what they what? do with Michigan. If they barely, I, well, if, if, they barely if they barely squeak by Michigan, then I think there's less of a chance than if they dominate. Truth the is, I don't think it matters. I think if Michigan's top 10 and Ohio State wins on the road by three, and then wins the conference title game by three, I think they're getting in over Cincinnati. I still believe, because I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist on this, that the committee will do whatever it can to not let the group of five team in. So if Cincinnati wins one game by seven, they're dropping them in the rankings for no reason. What's the What's the advantage of that for the committee? What's the, are, are you telling me that... Us seeing Ohio State or, God forbid, Oklahoma for the, what, sixth year in a row only to go out there and get blown out. You think that's more intriguing than seeing a group of five school for the first time in the playoffs to see what they do? It's all about the fan bases. Ohio State is a huge it's, fan no, base. No, 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 no. No, it's it's not all about the fan bases I think a lot all. of it matters. It's all about the viewership. It's all about TV. Oklahoma- what do you think would have better views? Ohio State against Georgia? Or Cincinnati against Cincinnati Georgia. against Georgia, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. A decent amount of people would think Cincinnati would get buried, and they wouldn't even bother. They want to see that game. Nobody wants to see Ohio State, and they really don't want to see Oklahoma, Scott. I don't. But Oklahoma has that- Oklahoma has, doesn't have a national presence. Ohio State has a little bit of a national presence, but they're not Notre Dame. They're 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 not Alabama. You know, they're not one of these true national teams like that. Listen, I'm just saying, if you actually think that Cincinnati versus Georgia would have a better rating, would have better ratings than Ohio State against Georgia? 100%. I have no uh, idea what you're thinking. 100%. I don't know how you can think that. Because people want something new. They don't. I agree they want something new. They don't want to see it. I I think that we want something new. We're not the only ones. You are really underestimating the actual loyalty and prestige that Mm. some of these brands have. Bullshit. No. I disagree. No, no. I think think that if you compare the the ratings, two Power 5 schools going at it would do better ratings-wise 
than one power five and one group of five. It's nope. the way it is. They want to see some, they want to see something new, buddy. I, I think that's true. I think that's the way it is. So I don't know. We'll see. It'll Let be us interesting. Let's go down below. What do you, not yes. just what you would rather see. Let us know what you think would get better ratings. Ohio State against Georgia in the conference in the uh, college football semis or Cincinnati Georgia which would get more national ratings. By the way, Cincinnati did play Georgia last year. Had it, him, did. it was close. Had him beat. Had him did. had him beat until the, blew the game. until the well, fourth that's quarter. That's exactly right. So it's not like yeah, well, god, nobody wants to see Cincinnati. They're just going to get blown out again. Uh no, they gave Georgia everything they wanted and more. So You can well you can replace Georgia with Alabama and some people might just assume Bama wins by 60. Let's just get out of here. Well, then, I don't feel that way, but I think people would feel that way. I think Georgia, I think Georgia is a better team than Alabama right now, simply because of that defense. Now, I don't. Well, think I agree. Their I'm offense is If you want to avoid good. the rematch angle in your head, then you can make a case for another Power Five. All right. Well, we have plenty of time to argue about that. So, let us know, know down below what would get better rated. Yes, absolutely. Let us know if you want to. If you, you as a as a as a well informed, because you know. We're, no, no, get, yeah. we're getting the I'm cream gonna, of the we're crop. Talking about what you would rather see personally. Right. I'm talking about if you could assume you knew access to the Nielsen ratings, whatever, what would get more viewers? No, I have two either? questions. I want to know, what, okay, I want to know what you think would do better, and I want to know what you want to see as a viewer. Oh, I'd rather see Cincinnati, but there you, I would rather see Cincinnati. I think a lot of our viewers, by the way, our viewers obviously watching this content, very well informed about sports. They know their shit. They understand how it works. I, I value their opinion greatly. So definitely let us know uh, who you want to see and who you think the nation would want to see. All right. So, all right, there you go. Um, Baseball. Got some baseball, buddy. You ready? By the way, you listen to Winners and Winners Radio. Give us an hour and we'll give you some unfiltered opinions. No, we'll give you the winners. And that's what we're getting ready to do right now. Oh. Brewers, Braves. Got the uh, got a little afternoon start there, buddy. Um, got no pitchers for this one. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> uh, let me see if there's any projections. But we'll talk. I mean, in the meantime, I'll check that out. We'll talk about McCullers going up against Rodon in the uh, in the makeup game there in the Windy City. I'm sure, John Kuzak will be there again, right? Give me the seven inning doubleheader. Oh God. Can we can we put a seven inning doubleheader? Put guys on second base to start every inning. Would that be all right? Can we just do that? Oh man, um, Houston in trouble in this one, bud. White Sox are the favorite, about minus one fifteen, minus one twenty. Uh, eight and a half is the number. Words cannot describe how much of a, an advantage Houston gained from that rain delay. How they so? gained such a huge advantage by being able to reset the rotation. Picking up that is that, so big. Nobody's got to go on short rest. Absolutely true. No. And Radon was going to pitch anyway. Right. So I loved Houston. I liked Houston yesterday anyway. Chicago's favored. McCullers killed this team in game one. Give me Houston. Yep. I don't. Uh, Rodon has been he's, been. he's been decent lately, but we were talking about yesterday. The length isn't there. Yeah. He's, a, he's He just came back at the end of August. So he's been, he's been back a little over a month. He's made, what, five starts, six starts since he's come back. So. Um, this Houston team, man, they're, they're rolling it up right now. Um, this could be at best. I think this is a coin flip. You're going to give me plus money with Houston. I don't say you get away from that. Of course you got to take Houston. So I've got a site, Scott, and this is, they, and they're pretty good at projecting the starting rotations. They've got Lauer going against, you Now you and I, 
have already talked about Yanoa going. We we thought uh, that he would be in line for this start, and I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be who goes. We've liked him. He's been he's been good to us this season. Do you think it's that grand slams? You think that uh, magic continues? You know him. You love him. Does it continue? Kind of have to. I said I thought Milwaukee would win the series going in. I thought it would go five. So that technically is still alive. But can I really back a team that hasn't scored a run in two straight games? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you can do that. I see the totals at eight and a half. By the way, which I good luck with that one. And by the way, yeah, they scored. They they, they won the first game. Uh, they scored two runs. Yeah, they so scored they, two runs in the first three games combined. Yeah, I can't back them to win this game. No. And Lauer, I think, is okay. He's also not a length guy. I don't even know if it matters who's pitching for Atlanta. Milwaukee can't get hits. Yeah. So I'll I'll go with Atlanta. Yeah, Lauer had had pitched really well, and then we backed him against Kershaw. That and was he, a while ago. And he went out. Well, it was, for, it was the first of October. It was like a week. Oh, sorry, you meant that one. I I haven't backed Lauer since the Dodgers game. Like, I think Bauer was pitching. Like that's how long oh, yeah. it was. Yeah. Well, put it this way: I'm looking. I'm looking at a sheet with his last twenty starts, and that one ain't on there. So okay. But he gave he gave up uh, he gave up five earned and five innings against the Dodgers. Um, two two home runs, and so he wasn't good. But up until the, up until that point. He'd been very good and given up a one or less in his, in his last five starts. So, Are we sure the Brewers are actually going to score tomorrow? No, we're absolutely not sure of that at all. Um, again, I, I have to take I have to take the under in the Braves. Now, you know it hasn't been pitching well, Scott. He's He's been struggling. He's given up uh, 13 earned over his last three starts, covering just 13 and two-thirds innings. So he's looking at a 8-6 ERA over his last three starts. If, you, if the Brewers aren't going to get to if the Brewers aren't going to get to him, they're not going to get to anybody. That's that's going to be that's going to be their shot. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. The question is, does it matter? And I'm not sure if it does. Okay, you just you you take are you taking the Braves blind there? I have to. Okay. Milwaukee might wake up offensively and score two runs. All right, yeah. If that is the pitching matchup, that's the way we're going to go. And um, I'm assuming you like the under too. I I can't. You have to. I mean, I mean, yeah. Lauer's really struggled, but. You mean you mean you know has? I mean you know has you know has struggled, but I don't know how you can possibly take the over with a team that scored two runs in the last three games. I, I can't. God, Even Atlanta's offense, they've won. They haven't scored more than three runs in a game either. God bless you. If if you go out there and play this, if the over hits and you take it, good for you. But I I can't see the angle. That's what I'm saying. Especially if it's something like eight and a half again. If yeah. you if you if you got the gigantic stones to play over eight and a half with this Brewers team and you hit it. Hats you know how many you. runs these teams have scored combined in the first three games? Uh, Nine. Yeah. They've okay. had three runs in each game. I can't take a total of eight and a half. So it's gone, it's gone over eight and a half, but it's taken them three games to combined do it. Combined by half a run. It's like one of those things that we say when we when we win a bet or lose a bet. You're like, yeah, they could have played three games and they still wouldn't have got mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that's exactly. They actually could have. Yeah, they actually could have. And uh, anybody else going tomorrow? Um, oh, Dodgers and Dodgers and and Giants. No announced pitchers there. Speculation: Di Scalfani against Gonsolin. Give me the Giants. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Give me a plus price on a team that's won 107 games and is up two to one. Yeah, plus plus. I got I got plus 155. Are you actually seeing that official anywhere? No, well, yeah, it doesn't no. matter. You know the Dodgers are going to be favored. <laughs> Take the plus money. Oh my God! I think the Dodgers fans are still going to be there, like in November. Like, <laughs> if they play the Braves in the second round, will they actually be favored in almost every game? I'm not even sure. The Giants, yeah. 
<laughs> They've been getting the odds makers have gotten their ass kicked for the entire year, and they're still putting the Dodgers at about minus one sixty. I don't doing. know what the hell's going on. Well, what did that? What did that game finish? What did that game finish up today? Uh, where did, well, Scherzer was pitching, so the Giants, oh. I believe, finished at around one eighty. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it closed at two ten across the board, pretty much. <laughs> Not even got one ninety. Yeah, you could have got you could have got one eighty five somewhere out there. Good God, you know, and that's what that's what pisses me off, Scott. I was trying to decide between the the run line for the Giants and the team total, and I went with the team total just because I thought you know the the, the Dodgers might break through offensively. Ah, ifs and buts, my friend. All right, so hey, we do have a football game. Yes, we do. Pretty good one. Should be. Could be. Got your uh, ape state. Uh, I'm sorry, checking notes. Uh, that says App State against Louisiana. Are we just calling them Louisiana now? What, what's the official position of the show? Do we call them Lafayette? Do we call We're them calling just... them the Rajon Cajuns? The Rajon Cajuns. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a home game down there in Rajon Cajun land. And App State coming to town. A lot of App State money coming in. Scott opened up three and a half. That number is up to a smooth five across the board. 57 is your number. This is a series been dominated by the uh, away team lately. The visitors are 4-1 against the spread in the last five. Now, uh, in keeping with that tradition, Louisiana Lafayette, they were able to get the victory for the first time in a while last year against Appalachian State up there in Boone, North Carolina. Almost blew it, but they held on. Almost blew it, but they held on with, uh, what's the quarterback's name, Scott? Uh, Levy Lewis. <laughs> With Le- Levi, now you see, you almost got me saying it. I with, just remember with, last year, they couldn't, the long snapper kept snapping it over people's heads. They don't call them long snappers for nothing, buddy. He would launch at 30 yards. I remember he had like three awful snaps. I'm assuming they got that fixed. I'm assuming they did too. Who do you like? I like Appalachian. I don't think Lafayette's any good. I, I've, I've tried to watch them play. They killed Ohio, which means nothing. No. They barely beat South Alabama at home, which is an embarrassing showing. You don't think you don't, you don't think USA is any? You don't think USA is any good? I thought they were because I backed them, and then I watched the Texas State game, and I want no interest at all. But the way I see it, Appalachians just the much better team. Bryce has been good. They have two good running backs in Noel and and uh, Peoples. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going with the I'm going with Appalachian. I just think they're the much better team. Okay. Um, you know what? I've got to uh You can always concede and take the conference home team with points, but I really don't think Lafayette's that good this year. Well, they're four and one. Yeah, I know. Record wise they're fine. I just they haven't impressed me. Well that's what then that, I mean, that's what really counts. When yeah, it is. Comes Appalachians to, impressed me. Comes to bowl selection, you go, Well, what's your record? Well, we're ten and one. It passed the eye test. What's right what's right shell think? We better call him now. Uh you know, I'm a bit down on them. That's fine. You're in the Belk Bowl. Yeah, this is well. App State is just really doing a good job on offense. They're they're yeah. they're really well balanced. Um, defenses, def- both these defenses are surprisingly good. Uh, well, not necessarily surprising for App State. It's surprising for me that uh, Louisiana's defense is that good. They they had some struggles, but they are susceptible to the run. You can uh, teams have uh, been able to run. They've only averaged 4.1 yards per carry, but they run for 171 yards. So, Peoples might go for 150. Uh, it's possible. You know, they get Harrington back probably too. 
That's also big. So they're going to have a, th- a possible three-headed monster there in the backfield. I don't know if they have enough footballs to everybody, but yeah, it's they, a good they, team. They've got some quality. Um, you know, I originally liked App State. I've watched that number go. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to I'm going to take Lafayette just because this is one of those series where weird things happen. Um, every every year you go in thinking Louisiana has no shot, and every year uh, it ends up being a close game, and they have been able to keep the games close. I think it'll be close. I just like App State by a touchdown. I'm going to fade the public, buddy. I'm going the other way. Oh. What do you get? What do you What do you feel about the total on this one? I'm going to lean to the under, uh, just okay. because I think that App's going to try to run the ball and defenses are pretty good. I just see a grind. I think Lafayette's going to try to play ball control offense. Give me the under. At 57 seems a little high to me, doesn't it? To you? It does. I see this game finishing 27-20. Seems about that. Seems about right. All right. Very good. Um. Well, there's only one thing left to do, Scott. We Earlier today, we put our heads together. We discarded a number of plays, but we ser- we zeroed in on something that has some real value. I know you're excited about it, so let's get right to it, Scott. Time to put on your overalls, climb on that John Deere, fire that bad baby up, and get ready to bet the farm. All right, Scott, I know we had a farm play yesterday on that uh, game involving the Giants and the Dodgers. And just to remind everybody, how did that end up going for us? So we ended up having the Giants plus one and a half, and they won the game outright, one to nothing. There you go. I'm a picking and I'm a grinning. You know what that's from? No. Okay. Yeehaw. Look it up. Cool. All right. What do you got, buddy? So we're going to hockey. Hockey. For opening night, and we're looking at a matchup between the Penguins and the Lightning. And we like the Penguins team total under two and a half goals at minus 115 on bet MGM. First of all, shopping around, same bet of under two and a half, minus 140 on DraftKings. Pittsburgh usually has a pretty good offense with Crosby going crazy, Malkin being great. Wait a second. I heard both of them are not playing in this game because they're both injured. So with Ooh. those two being out, Pittsburgh doesn't really have many other weapons. They got a couple of good complimentary guys when you're missing your main playmaker, a top five player of all time, and Malkin, who's a future Hall of Famer. Your offense is going to struggle, and you're against the Lightning, who have the best goalie in the entire league in Vasilevsky. We think Pittsburgh's going to struggle offensively, and we think the Lightning will win the game probably three to one or something. But Pittsburgh getting the three goals – Seems like a little bit too much for me to believe in. You? I'm with you. I think that's a, I think that's a very solid play. And by the way, if you don't like hockey for our plays of the day, you should definitely root for us to lose in this one because I guarantee you, if we hit this one, Scott's going to want to play hockey every night. So. It's opening night, so you know we got to we got to go at it. Yep, you know? we do. We do have to celebrate opening night by taking a hockey play, and I I do like that. It's uh, with with the, with those two major injuries, it is tough to uh, figure out where the offense is going to come from, especially against Vasilevsky. So I'm trying to imagine the power play when you're missing your best two power play guys. Yep, yep, absolutely. So I'm with you right there. So get yourself down on the Pittsburgh Penguins under two and a half goals, right? Yep. Okay, very good. All right, that's going to do it for our Bet the Farm play, and that is going to do it for the show today. As always, we appreciate you guys checking us out. We wish you nothing but the best. Hope every one of those tickets in your pocket turns into cash money. When you head back to the window, you guys have a great day. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow on Winners and Winers Radio. Take care, everybody.
Thank you.